get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle and Randy with you. And uh, we decided that we wanted uh, Greg Amzinger to be on the show more than just through the World Series. So we called, and he's always great. And he said, yeah, I'll come on. So he's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. How are you doing? Well, I don't know if I'm always great, but, but I've always got to be on. I'm always, if you ask me to be on, I'm always going to be on. Okay, I want to start with this, because this is more important than baseball or holidays or free agency. It is going to be 63 degrees this afternoon in Montclair, New Jersey. <laughs> are you going to get outside? You know, sometimes it's really difficult when you're home and you've got a future college golfer as one of your children, which I have in my 10-year-old phenom son, London Amsinger. And I have to wait until his online schooling is over at 3 o'clock like I did yesterday. So then we have to bolt and try to play as many holes as possible before the sun goes down at 4.49 p.m. Eastern, which, of course, I know exactly (laughs) what time the sun goes down. And then you tee off, and you're flying in a golf cart. You're like, oh, this is great. You're giving each other knuckles, right? And then you see a guy out there on the first hole by the green with his three, like, toddlers running around with little baby golf clubs. And then you're like, no. And you both just hit bomb drives. You pick up your ball. You drive back to a different tee box. We got eight holes in yesterday. Today, my son is off school. They're doing some sort of a you know, facilitating thing at, at, at the school. So we're going to try to squeeze in 36 holes before the sun goes down today. Love How this. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? It doesn't get any better. Now, has London beat Greg yet? Oh, good question. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Now, now wait a minute. Uh, what do you say? In, in stroke play, if he's getting strokes, he's beating me. Okay. But uh, as of yesterday, I got to tell you, we played eight holes. I beat him by two strokes straight up. Now, that is him teeing off. He tees off from the women's tees. He's mm-hmm. 10 years old. Hits the ball about 190, 195 yards off the tee. Yeah. Enjoy that winning, man. <laughs> it's, almost, no, it's almost over. It's almost over. I say it all the time. I say this all the time. I go, hey, man, daddy's got a great job, but my dream job is to be your caddy on the PGA Tour. <laughs> that is my dream job. Greg, when your son goes pro and you're the caddy, will you still do live hits with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, good. I mean, a- a- anybody that's got a son on the PGA Tour <laughs> was an opportunity to brag about his son on the PGA Tour. So, yes, okay, I will good. be on the show just to give you updates <laughs> of that great nine iron hit on 16, you know? That sounds great. Well, Greg, we always like to bring you in on the conversation of the day here on Carriker and Smallman. And today it centers around Nolan Arenado. After he won his latest gold glove, he reiterated that he doesn't know what his future is like, but he wants to play for a winner. So naturally people want to go back and try to connect that to the Cardinals in some way. But do you think that ship has sailed? Do you think Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals are just going to be ships in the night that pass each other, even though we had at one point hoped that it would be a match made in heaven. 
No, I don't. Th- I don't think that ship has sailed. I think. I think this is an organization that needs to commit again, which it always does to its fan base. A winner, and they don't have enough to win. They just do not. You look at the roster right now, and the days of going. Well, maybe O'Neill and Bader and all these guys can click, and they're all going to hit. And Thomas is going to become a three hundred hitter at the big league level. You got to stop hoping, and you got to stop. You have to start addressing. And addressing what the Cardinals lack is you have to get a star, and that is by far Nolan Arenado. He, he clicks all and checks all the boxes. The problem is that this is a climate where who wants to take on a contract like that? As I say that. The Colorado Rockies in this climate would be more than open to moving a contract like that. Maybe they would even eat money from a contract like that just to get it off the books. So as these stars align, I do not think the Cardinals are out of the mix. They're incredibly motivated. If you're looking for an organization that, that, would, that would fit taking on a huge contract, I always go back to Giancarlo Stanton, who opted back in, duh, to the $218 million left on his contract. With the Yankees, the Cardinals were one of those teams that Giancarlo Stanton said, no, I don't want to play there. But they were willing to take on that contract. So were the San Francisco Giants. So as I look ahead, Evan Longoria is not going to be playing third base forever for the San Francisco Giants. I think a Giants team could be a fit for Nolan Arenado. I think the St. Louis Cardinals could be a fit. After that, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be really tough for them to find a match, to find that date, to, to get rid of this money. He doesn't want to be there anymore. He looked miserable in that interview. And he's the nicest, happiest guy. I, one of the nicest I've ever met in the game. So I, I think his time is running out. I don't think he enjoys playing there because they don't want to win as much as him. And that sounds like a cliche, but when you know Nolan Arenado, I know him. He hates losing. And he's done a lot of it in Colorado. So he wants to go somewhere that is as committed to that as he is. And I think St. Louis, not San Francisco, St. Louis is the perfect fit for him. After next season, he'll have $129 million left on that deal. Could you, because you do do know him, do you think that winning would be that important that he might even opt out and take a lesser deal, not a ridiculously lesser deal, but maybe sign a three-year deal for $100 million and or a four-year deal for 110 and try to win and take less money? Because he's already made life-changing money. He's, he's made $129 million by the end of next year. Yeah, and he's, kind of, he's a California kid that just wants to surfboard and just chill out. He, he's very low-key. I would say this. I would love to answer that question um, uh, two weeks before spring training starts. I, I still don't know what's going to happen in this offseason. And if you see a lot of players iced out, whereas, you know, Charlie Morton wants a two-year deal, he thinks he's deserved a two-year deal. The Rays opted out of that option and said, you know what, $15 million is too steep, regardless of how great you are for our organization. And if Charlie Morton sits out there, I know he's in he's past his mid-30s, but if he sits out there and doesn't get a sniff for a one-year contract, if you see guys like Brad Hand just sit because he's expecting to make at least $10 million, um, you might reconsider opting out of a contract worth as much money as Nolan Arenado. So uh, to me, the climate this, this winter is going to determine a lot of decisions like that. I still think there's going to be traction. There will be business done. Um, it's not going to be completely you know, silent. But 
that will determine the logic, which that's what it is. It's just being logical because you're a former player a lot longer than you're a current one. And the money sticks with you as a former player longer than it does as a current one. So you can't blame someone like Nolan Arnato to not even consider an idea like that. Greg, which one of the Cardinals free agents do you think will have the most interest on the market? Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, or Colton Wong? No, I think Yadier Molina by far. Yadier Molina by far. He's he's a a, a franchise changing one year deal. I know he keeps saying he wants a two year contract, but if the money's right and the team is a perfect fit, I think Yadier Molina makes an instant impact right now. As much as we love Adam Wainwright in St. Louis, if you look at all the the, the, the metrics spin rate on his fastball, uh, velocity, uh, perceived velocity. No one's looking at him and going, we got a number three starter. And, and, and again, no knock on Adam Wainwright. He knows how to pitch. I still believe in guys that can do that. Um, but he's not what he used to be in terms of the raw physical ability of a pitcher. Where Yadier Molina somehow can squat behind home plate 137 times a season and impact the game in so many different ways. Anybody that knows the game, that understands the impact of that position and realizes that you're not going to be committed for a long term when you're looking at JT Real Muto, a guy that wants a long-term contract. If you do not land that guy, plan B has to be Yadier Molina. And if he's willing to leave and he's going to bring that championship personality and that, that, that intensity that he has, his ability to compete, lead a staff, come up clutch, not strike out at the plate, which is now hard to find in the game. I'm telling you, man, he is—he's one of my top three storylines in the sport. I think he, he, where he goes as a future Hall of Famer, is is usually. It's funny when you say a future Hall of Famer getting close to 40 years of age is going to leave and go somewhere else. That usually doesn't impact the postseason picture and landscape. Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay did that, and he's over 40. I think Yadier Molina could have a similar type impact if you were to leave and go to a winner that's not named the St. Louis Cardinals. How about Yasmani Grandal DHing for Tony Larusa in Chicago and Yadier Molina catching <laughs> for Tony Larusa in Chicago? <laughs> oh, that's very clever. Very clever, Randy Carrier. I'm telling you that that would be huge. It's a young a young rotation. It's only getting better. Um yeah, it would be a great fit. And, and the White Sox are gonna be good. Can I just tell you, I, I, I still feel bad for Rick Renteria. Man, to be that guy. And I know he's over the top intense, and he kind of botched it in the postseason. Um, but nah, it's so rough. He has a shot at being the AL manager of the year yeah. <laughs> as an unemployed <laughs> manager, which is just insane to me. But having Tony LaRusso back, of course he would want Yadier Molina there. He's going to have suitors. It's not going to be a quiet offseason for Yadier Molina. He might be the most coveted. He might because his term that he's expecting is so short, and he's not Trevor Bauer, which is asking for a record AAV of $40 million or more. I think Yadier Molina could be the most coveted National League free agent. For real. Speaking of free agents, I love your list. As next year, you've got... These shortstops, Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, Javi Baez, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager. They're all free agents after next year. Rank those five, Lindor, Story, Baez, Correa, Correa, Seager. Seager. You know I, lo- I love doing lists. And I, we do a segment on my show, uh, MLB Tonight, every night uh, called Greg's List. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for thinking that was somewhat funny. I do. Um, it's very but clever. Anyway, I, I, 
Hey, thank you. At number five, and this is only because he struggled mightily and he openly admitted to Ken Rosenthal that without video technology in the dugout, he's lost at the plate. So if I'm a GM, I'm go, whoa, I don't know if I can sign this guy. Javi Baez, he was up, I would say, number top three before, but he has slipped and he's fallen and he's at number five on my list. Number four, the best free agent shortstops of 2021. I hate saying this because I think DJ LeMahieu debunked a lot of this thinking, but I got to go Trevor Story. I just don't know what Trevor Story can do. And I, this is me sitting there going, Nolan Arenado needs to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, the list is so fully stocked with talent. I got to put Trevor Story, who can steal your bag, win your gold glove, hit bombs. He's number four. Number three, I'm shocked I'm putting this guy in front of Trevor Story, but the way he played and led his team through the postseason changed the way I looked at him. Carlos Correa, who I always thought was a superstar, is number three on my list. He was the only one that like screamed in the face of the haters. And you might hate the Houston Astros. A lot of you in St. Louis probably do. Carlos Correa could care less. He's a fearless warrior. I love watching him play. He's moved up my list. Could be a superstar again if he plays 162. He's number three. Number two, Corey Seager. You couldn't do more. You know, LCS and World Series MVP. He looked like a, a legitimate top-shelf Hall of Fame talent. That's how great he played. My only issue with him, and the only reason I would put him at number two, is because I still think if you sign this guy for longer than six or seven years, you're going to have to move him to third base. You're going to have to move him to DH. Yes, he moves like Cal Ripken, and he's got perfect timing to get you by a half step at first base like Cal Ripken used to do, but this is not Cal Ripken's day and age of baseball. So he's going to switch positions at some point because he's 6'4", 225. And number one is Francisco Lindor. I know his numbers probably weren't the same as other guys on the list, he is still a switch hitting power threat. Power only ages well. It does not go away as you get older. His stolen base totals will come down, but he's become more than that anyway. He's the number three hole hitter. He is the face of a franchise. He's what you want the face of your franchise to look like and sound like. He is brilliant. He's funny. He, he looks like he be- belongs in Hollywood. And I wouldn't be shocked if he replaced Seager in L.A. as the shortstop of the Dodgers. That's how much. They love him. That's how much everyone loves him, and that's why he still is, regardless of what Corey Seager did, the number one shortstop in that 2021 free agent class. That's an awesome list. Right off the top of your head, you're amazing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you got him. Go play golf. Hey, uh, <laughs> go get him and, yeah, maintain that dominance at least for another year or so. <laughs> if, I, if I'm not on the show next week, it's because I'm too depressed that my son finally <laughs> beat me straight up. All, All right. right. You'll know. All right, brother. See you later. Have a good one. Take care. That is the great Greg Amzinger, lead anchor of MLB Network, a product of the Lindenwood University and a native St. Louis. And man, can he talk? Yes, he can. He's electric every week. And I look forward to our future interviews with Greg from the course Yeah, as he gives us live updates on his son. (laughs) It's going to be fun. By the way, my prediction is Lindor winds up with the Mets. Seager stays in L.A. Baez stays with the Cubs, top three markets. Houston, number five market. I think Correa stays there. So the X factor is Trevor's story. Where does Trevor's story wind up? And it depends, I think, on what the Angels want to do. Mm -hmm. If the Angels decide they want to spend for Joe Madden, then I I could see him winding up in the number two market. But I think they all wind up in major markets. You would hope that the Angels would want to spend. Yeah, you would think so. And they're spending, so why? Although they need to spend on... Pitching. That they might do need help to spend out. Pitching. But if you are the Angels and you have Mike Trout, and to this point you have not done enough for him, if you're not going to spend now, when? Right. And next year you have Albert coming off the books. That's true. So Good you point. might as well plan on getting your shortstop. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. We've got a little game of take it or leave it on 101 ESPN.